Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Important subject, yeah. It's no days. Hello. Hey, everyone. Started again. Yeah. You just started it twice, third time. Ah, now. There. Do it now. Holy shit. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's the. Uh, How come I'm the only one who hears Russell it? Fuckers are back. <laughs> you didn't hear it? I heard it. Okay. I didn't hear it. And all of a sudden, it got really loud in my ear. It was playing just fine. Mm. Oh, what did I do? Acid, I think. <laughs> uh, what's up, guys? How are you? Good. How you doing? Good, man. Uh, doing all right. Doing all right. What'd you guys think of that game last night? That was Poop. fun, right? Poop. Poopy, poopy, poopy. Kind of was like a, a boring ass game too, but like, did I mean? I guess the big news on it was the whole Lindy Ruff's going to bench, you know, Holtz on that during that game, and I don't know. What were your impressions? I'm sorry, I don't do impressions, but I can oh. tell you what I thought of the game. Wait, there's a button for this. <laughs> That's not it. Is it the silence button? Is that what you got? It's a great button. I love it. That button of we're, silence. I'm good at that button. Yeah. We're um, supposed to start over. <laughs> no, we're not starting over. We're no, going. You're just going to do an impression for us now. No, no, no. I don't do oh, oh, sorry. You don't do those. Yeah. I don't do them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know. It was a really kind of depressing game, to yeah. be honest with you. It's like the only way I can describe it. Well, I was stuck you in know? mud watching that. Yeah. Game. I mean, when your only two goals come in a, you know, four minute double minor, um, which was, you know, great. And then, yeah. you know, the, then, you, then you give up that soft ass goal with five minutes left. Like, yep. I'm sorry. Like, I understand. That we have injuries, but at this and and Timo just got Timo just got back, so I'll give him the uh, a pass on this one. But like with guys, you tell people's you know a roster that has Timo Meyer, Nico Heischer, Dawson Mercer, Luke Hughes, Michael McLeod, Tyler Toffoli, Jesper Bratt. Like these dudes should be doing a hell of a lot more than this. I mean, they could have um, beat a team like Montreal. It's really kind of what I'm getting at. I mean, seriously, come on. This is this is. Um, I know how they're kind of a dangerous team for the doubles to play right now. You said that last time we did a show, but I mean, come on, dude, you are so much better than this team on paper and you just can't execute at all. It's, yeah. What, I don't know what's going on. I don't, injuries are not an excuse as you're no, saying, but you would say, you would not think that, game. you know, I agree with you. Injuries are not an excuse, but let's just, you know, maybe rewind. I think it was only a couple of days ago when Lindy Ruff was asked about mm-hmm. what his, you know, him, his impression on the first 41 games of the he season. Doesn't do impressions does he do either. impressions? He does excellent <laughs> impressions. He okay. does a Christopher Walken. I'm telling you. Oh, we have to on. get him on the show now. No, I never no. wanted Lindy on before, but if he does a good Christopher Walken, I'm in. An amazing Christopher Walken. Okay. So uh, where he said the, his he answered the questions by saying, well, we've had a lot of injuries. So it sounds like somebody might be using the injury thing as an excuse. 
True. That's how he described honest with you, the to be first fair, 41 games of the year. And I would say after the Boston game, I think we said it too. Hey, listen, for the team that was injured, you know, yeah, they they played against a, against a damn good team. And what you needed was some of those injuries back. That makes sense when you play a tough game against a good team. What about when you do what you did against Montreal? I mean, I don't think that's the same kind of scenario. I agree. Bob, jump in here. Yeah, I think that um... – this is one of those scenarios where I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Is that right? <laughs> I think that's an appropriate pull, title for the show. the dad card. Yeah, um, seriously. The lack of effort to come out with that game, with the playoff positioning on the line, with one of your superstars coming back, regardless of the fact that he's out for a while and he's obviously going to be rusty, that should be a spark for any team that'd be happy to have him, let alone the fact that we've got several guys that we can say that about. Uh, just to come out kind of flat like that doesn't make much sense to me. Um, you have to beat Montreal, right? And I know that they're a professional team too and they want to win, but I don't care about them. I'm just saying for us and the playoff positioning and the option that we would have had is extremely disappointing. Um, once again, it wasn't until they get a couple of those power play goals that they showed some life for a while. They waited too long to do that. Um, I guess we did get, as everyone likes to call it, goalied for a while, right? We did. So maybe if if some of our chances, if we finish them, then maybe it actually looks like a much better game. We finished a couple of those early goals. Maybe this is totally flopped or flip-flopped, and, and uh, now we're not saying that they kind of came out like poop. Maybe we're saying, well, you know, at least they got the win and they could have played a little better. But um, just overall, a little tired of this happening to them against these types of squads like oh yeah somebody had to lose to san jose well you know it was us and you know somebody had to lose to montreal again it was us like you know i great that we beat florida like that's great but we need to take these points from these teams so it's just getting really exhausting it it really does come down to uh they're a really good bunch of individual guys they're not a very good team you know they're just Uh, i don't know if they're gonna gel because yeah you're, that's a great uh, way of looking at it. They are a great bunch of individual talents who are not playing as a team. And even when they're reaching some level of success, you could say that like most times, it's all individuals being successful. You know, it's not as much teamwork as, as you need. We're not there. Nope. No, we're not. And that, you know, I don't want, again, every time, you know, things start going a little sideways, especially me, I get out the fire Lindy chant, but like this seems to be a problem now. You're, you know, just playing down to our opponents. Like there's you when you're asked about the first 41 games, and your only response was, "We've had a lot of injuries." Like stop baking in the excuses. Like you know, yeah, we've had some injuries, but eventually those injuries are going to come back, and we're going to be too far out of a playoff spot to even, you know, sniff, take a sniff at them. And then injuries that means- are effort. Effort and yeah. injury are two different things. No, I mean, I've, the, I've looked the them up they before. Put they're not the same. Still, they're not. Mm-mm. The, the team, they, I mean, they just they should have came out with, with more fire. So that is beginning to be a little bit of a problem. I know you guys already referenced the Holt thing, which I think is perhaps yeah, let's a jump, little – Let's talk about little, that. It's, it's I, wanna, I wanted to ask you guys about the play be. in question that most people are saying got him benched. And then also about the overall use of Holtz. I'm just curious, mostly, you know, what Bobby thinks about this, but uh, but you as well, Chris. He was just answering it. <laughs> yes. He's getting there. 
so, okay, surprisingly, I'm not overly concerned with the benching for that particular moment. I do think it kind of is out of place from a double standard point of view where it seems like uh, Luke Hughes turns the puck over for a grade-A chance almost every game. Okay. Yeah, and I know that they're different players right now. But what but, on the exchange? Like, I, I'm not even. I'm just saying. Even like, are you questioning whether who's bad that is on that play? Do you remember the play? That yeah, I do remember the play. Okay, and, so he's refresh he's got, my memory because okay. I read the article, but right. I didn't care enough about this podcast or um, anybody <laughs> anybody <laughs> to go back and look at the play itself. Yeah, so, that, it's all right. Look, it's not an earth shattering play, but Bob, t- you explain what you saw. I, I, make sure I'm seeing the same thing. I don't know. I mean, basically what Holtz did is he took it from kind of between the the net and the corner, and instead of kind of feeding it up the boards, kind of flung it a little bit more into the center. Okay. And there's some talk about, you know, there's a defensive responsibility there, but basically the system is to kind of protect that and throw it up the boards. I mean, you never want to throw it. Did they the score zone. on it? They did not. They, they no. penned it in the zone for an right. extended period, but they did not score on it. Uh, to me, it's more of a, hey, kid, that was dumb not I'm going to bench you. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I mean, can see a coach like highlighting that play and explaining it exactly like you did and saying, you know, that that's that we can't have that play. We're lucky that it didn't end up in a goal. I could totally see that being a, a thing. But I was just like, did you think it was that egregious? Like Chris said, asked a question like, well, did it end up in a goal? It didn't. So, and right. do you think it was that egregious that the guy who just like scored tied the game earlier, tied the game up. Yeah. Now we're going to pull him out in a game where we obviously need Offense, so like according according to Ruff, both the reporter who asked the question and myself don't watch the game close enough because I barely <laughs> noticed it. And you know, as a fan, I probably at the moment I noticed it was like, oh, geez, yeah, you know, don't no, do that. But I, then, I it's honestly, I missed like fifty of those a game. I mean, their defensive game is not solidly. This is this is where I, I this, isolated. Play. That was the point that I was going to go to, Dan. Right. I, I that was the point I was going to say. Like, are we treating every player? That takes a puck in the in the corner and throws That's it in everybody. the middle of the ice. I mean, John Marino would have been benched like uh, probably like thirty games this season. I um, think it's your system, and you right. you got Holtz as your whipping boy. Yeah, like, it, it, and that's the it, thing I don't like because do this, it the whole does, team's doing it. It does seem this way. Like now you're start. This is how fucking coaches lose locker rooms. I know. I'm telling you that. This I'm not is, even a Holtz guy. Okay, Bobby's a Holtz guy. I'm like kind of ambivalent on him, but on this issue. I feel like, Liddy, are you for fucking real making an example out of this at this yeah. time? You know what? When you had points on the board to win the game, the guy scored just now. You got to pull him for that. So, again, there, it's like I'm not going to question a seasoned coach if he decides when a young player might get benched for a mistake like that. Maybe he's been doing his whole uh-huh. life and it works for him. I don't know. I don't think – I don't you sit don't too believe strongly that. on either one. Listen, I don't sit too strong in either one. As I'm watching the game, I thought it was ridiculous, but I did have time to kind of sit back and realize that I don't think he should get benched for it. I'm just not going to. Jacques Lemaire should bench him for it because he would never allow that. But like what I'm saying is, Lindy, it's always happening. Well, this is this is the problem again. It it does appear to be a double standard compared to the way he's treating other players. It doesn't need you don't need to signal out Holtz every time that this happens. And the the bigger issue is this is becoming bigger. (laughs) This is becoming bigger than the team. This is not just a locker room situation now. It's in the news. NHL Tonight was talking about it. He's barking at a reporter for asking about it. Like, tensions are high about asking about Alexander Holtz. Now, a lot of people, a lot of our fans, it's kind of like you're either on the Holtz train or you're not. Right? That's what or, worries or, me. More you're maybe yeah. in the middle saying, listen, he's not the next coming of anything. He's just kind of a decent player. Wherever you at. sit, I mean- <laughs> but wherever you sit, think about it like this for one second. I mean, the kid's got 11 goals. 
with very limited, shitty moving ice time. Right. If he were treated anywhere near uh, constant minutes, I don't care what line anymore. Put him on the fourth. doesn't matter. We know it's Lindy Ruff. He moves them all around anyway. He still got out in the power play and had a chance to score the goal, the game-tying goal. So you can do that. But if he were just managed a little more um, routinely, it's not out of the realm of possibility to say he's sitting at 15 goals exactly halfway through the year, which projects this kid as a 30-goal scorer being treated like crap and yet, I mean, that's a fantastic – he's a rookie on pace for 30 goals practically. He, you know, he's not, obviously, but he could be. Hey, look, I'm telling you something right now. You can pull 100 Devil fans, 500 Devil fans, 1,000 Devil fans and say, hey, Alexander Holtz, 20 goals this year. You know, what do you guys think? They would be uh, – give us 20 goals? Are you kidding me? That's what we want from this kid. You know, 20 exactly. goals would be a great season for this kid. And he is doing it, like you said, with, uh, you know, shitty minutes and stuff. I just – I find it fascinating. In the years that we've watched Lindy Ruff coach this team, he's never done this before. Right. Like, this is crazy. Like, I, I don't – I just – I'm trying to think back. Like, has he ever, like – just made somebody his whipping boy for really no reason other than you just want to beat somebody up. I mean, I, I could totally understand if Lindy runs a tight ship. You you know, you were never going to get another shift in a game if you did that under Devils defensive teams. Not just Shockley, Larry Robinson, even Pat Burns would have probably. Pat, Pat they, Burns would have traded you. Yeah. So, like, I get it. There, a, a coach totally has that right to do that, and especially with a young player to lay down the law. But hold on a second. This happens every all the time, every play. Like I didn't see his giveaway as anything worse than the right. fifty giveaways I see per game. That's mm-hmm. what's killing us. And all that's why I get so annoyed with the goalie talk. Is he, it's like the secondary problem to the whole team playing. And now yeah. we got just the one guy. We're gonna. I'm gonna believe the story. It's just too. Holtz. Just yeah. Holtz. I mean, it, I remember Hughes a few week a few weeks ago, and it, I'm not ragging on him. I'm just saying, like it happens all the time. These guys, I'm more yeah, literally the fell down. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But he I mean, literally you know, fell down, and, and they, they scored on that play. Yes, right back out because you yeah. know he's a kid. He's going to make those mistakes. You you accept that because of his offensive prowess. Well, I give you the scenario again with Alexander Holtz. Right, could possibly be a 15 on his way to 30 goal score with with regular minutes, and right. you're not going to give him the same rope. I don't and know. It's got to be a personality thing in there. Where, something's yeah, going, you know, this Lindy is fun like to he's watch. Pound him extra hard because he doesn't get it. Ew. I don't think that's what I see out there. Uh, you know, but yeah, it, maybe just, it, it just seems like yeah, he just has become his whipping boy, and it, it's kind of fun to watch. It's a little fascinating, uh, yeah. but it's not going to end well. It's really not. Like no. I, I don't know what the end game is of this. Either you just you know. Go back to giving the guy some normal minutes and, you know, let him play or coach him like you coach everybody else. Or Boats you poorly know, for both problems. of them as devils. I don't think you, yeah. you can sustain this forever. No. Uh, so, and, sure and, how, and, what's it, out and it and shows that Lindy don't have the team. Right. And what's it do to the locker room? Like, we right. know Jack Hughes is a huge Lindy Ruff guy. You're like, you know, well, what if certain dudes are, like, a little bit more on Alex's side? What does this do to the locker room? Like, this could be – fucking tragedy waiting to happen if something's on. Now, I know I'm being very hyperbolic about it, but no, not stranger really. fucking things have happened. We've kind of been around long enough to see how this is. Yes, I know. It was very Shakespearean. <laughs> that was my point. But that's that what's going to happen. It's larger 
than the team right now. And that's a yes. major distraction. And and there's really no reason for it. For for the fans that really don't even like Holtz, I'll at least say to you, what has he done so wrong? Like his play hasn't been bad. He makes some mistakes. He's a little one-dimensional in some aspects. Yeah, he threw that puck up the boards and some say he's not strong on the boards and all that. But on the flip side, for what you're getting for a, a rookie – I mean, what has he done that's so bad that he's not worth the benefit of the doubt? Well, who's playing better is my question. It's just very similar to yours, but I think more like forward looking. Like I'm not only give a shit about making Holtz's career the best or or blaming him for things. I'm just saying, look at this team. And he's not been our problem. He's been on the plus side compared to other players. Exactly. And I mean Again, if, if the scenario were to be true that he was anywhere near a 30-goal scorer, Tyler Toffoli is a 30-goal scorer, and we're paying him $6 million a year. And we have an interesting problem coming up, which is that the Tyler Toffoli-Mercer debate, right? Which I think most people would say, extend Mercer if that's where the money has to go. Alex Holtz could be our answer to what na- what can we do for that type of offensive player now, On maybe not in the top two because Mercer maybe slides up to that permanently, and Holtz is more of a fixture on a third line. And instead... I mean, we might be literally pushing the kid out the door. We don't know. Yep. Uh, it seems like maybe the stress of this season is starting to get to Lindy Ruff a little bit. That's I what think it kind so. of sounds like to me. I think the Pressure's expectations kind. weighed on him, too. Yeah, and this team not doing whatever. You know, he's he, he he's not stupid. He's been around long enough. He knows you don't last long when your team's playing like this. You know, yeah. it just doesn't uh, doesn't work. I just wish um, he would try and, and find something that works for him because uh, I think he does have still a lot to offer, but – you can tell he's losing him. He's losing his team. Yeah. And this was the worst possible case scenario. When you are going into, a, you know, having an injury-plagued season, like, but you know your dudes are coming back, okay? It's not like everybody is Dougie Hamilton not coming back for the year. Like, we know that these dudes are going to be back sooner rather than later. Yeah. And yeah. all you got to do all-star is, team, you know, is, starting lineup worth of yeah. people back. And if you believe, if you believe that that's what you need, all those pieces in place, then your job while these guys were gone was to keep your shit together. That's it. And you fucking fell apart, dude. Yeah, especially with baby shit. I got to put that on Lindy. uh, Like, yeah, with baby shit like that. Exactly. It's one thing. These guys are playing their hearts out and they just don't have what it takes. I think everybody would accept that uh, from, from the coaches, from the players. But I don't think that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing like bullshit get in the way because it's too much not executing to, to have any other explanation than major distractions at this point. And real leaders in the fucking locker room wouldn't allow this to happen. Plain and simple. And maybe, maybe they'll put an end to it and it will, it'll get better before it gets worse. But I don't know how much I trust in some of these guys. Um, you know, not, not with what I've seen, you know, the Florida, like you said, the Florida game was great. Okay, and look at the last you know handful surrounding that game. Yep. Just hasn't been great. Lost what, three um, out of five now. It's just it's been you a got pattern. tough schedule coming in, coming up. Yep. Um, all I keep hearing about is Jack Hughes playing in the All Star game. So is is this guy just going to come back trying to get healthy to get in the All Star game? Every time yeah. I hear that, it annoys the fuck out of me. What are we right? talking about? Like, why? Like, who gives a shit about the All Star game? Exactly. Well, apparently Jack Hughes does because he's, you know, doing everything. he. If they play him in the All-Star game and he hadn't played for us yet, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Wait, wait. Being I'll serious. do you one better. He he kind of gets injured. Yeah, that's where I'm going with we're it. Back. Right. And then we're he played in the fucking All-Star game. And longer. Yeah. Right. I've never – I can't Because apparently his shoulder is made out of fucking balsa wood and paper mache. So, you know, 
I can't remember a scenario where there was a player of his caliber out this long where it hadn't already been announced. Listen, he's not going to the all-star game. Like why, why is it even still an option? It's like right around the corner. He's not even skating. And I I heard that, well, he's not playing in the game. It's just a skills competition. I really don't give a shit if he's just carrying the, you know, Austin Matthews luggage to his fucking room. Like if he can't play for us, he should not be playing for anybody doing anything. Am I wrong about that? Oh, it's, that seems right. I mean, that seems fair. Yeah, because Dan's right. He'll get fucking hurt. Just some That's, fluky ass shit. In the bellhop competition, a- he'll get caught in the elevator. <laughs> the elevator doors are going to close, and his shoulder's just going to shatter. Ah, the de- elevator door. The doctor told this me to like stay glass with elevators. everywhere. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess we have gotten to the point yeah. where Jack Hughes gets put in the barrel. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, just it's been it's a, a tough. We're just season. a little, we're a little bitter because we miss him on this team. And yes. I hear he's going to play for another team, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The All Star. So, like, because I, I don't know, real. I I don't want to say real Devil fans, but real Devil fans don't give a fuck about the All Star game. I mean, it's, I could, it's disappointing it, year after year. It's just like whatever. I just want to also let our listeners that might think we don't know what an all-star game is no we are fully aware of it we just choose to never ever talk about it it's so that is why we can care less about that frigging game it's an exhibition game it means nothing and you can't he can't right he's got to be at least one game with us before he goes to plays in the all-star game i mean i don't know i don't know wrap him in bubble wrap let him play put a couple layers of the bubble wrap around him what's the last game before the uh all-star game bobby Let's see, we got Tampa on the 27th, and... That's Saturday. Yeah, so that's it. And when's the game? It's actually not on the Devil's Calendar. I'm assuming it's over the weekend? So then play probably resumes Monday or Tuesday. So they probably do everything Saturday and Sunday, right? Yep. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Which would be around the 30th. Yeah, because we don't play again until February 6th. Okay. That's a long break. So Yeah, and, you know, if at least we knew Jack Hughes was coming back February 6th, I'd be okay with that. We'd keep our head above water, you know. Doesn't just, doesn't, don't go playing that stupid exhibition game. That's all. You Maybe know? he's like in the sling-wearing competition. I'd be okay with that one, to be honest. Yeah. As long as it's not on ice. As long as they do it on a grass or the sand. Where is it? In Toronto? Do it in snow. I'm okay with that. It's not on the ice. Right. I just, uh, yeah. Yeah, things are looking not so good. And then we got the Blue Jackets tomorrow, which they can just do what Montreal did. And then Dallas, which if, you know, they get rolling, they can embarrass us uh, the way we're playing. And then the Golden Knights. So that looks really good. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't look so great. What do you think, Bobby? What's going on with this team? Give Devil fans a, a reason to be positive. We don't seem to have it tonight, Bobby. Yeah, what can and we, you're what Mr. Can we, optimistic. Yeah, I see you. I see sunshine. Oh, no. It's just a glare from your light up in the corner, but it still looks like sunshine. <laughs> I think you, just, you might just pick the wrong day <laughs> for this. Listen, I'm, I am I'm not running out of pure optimism because math-wise, there's a ton of of time left and they're right there. I get more bitter about Math the has fact never made here. me happy, but okay. That two points the other night didn't just put them into the playoff spot. I put them into the first wild card for the first time. We're even saying that 
and like right there for you know a third and or fourth in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of pieces coming back. If if you ask me right now, I'm going to tell you, yeah, there's still time to put it together. They're going to accumulate enough points to make the playoffs. Uh, I don't know that that's going to mean anything because they can't play this way in the playoffs anyway. So they'd probably get bounced rather quick, but that's for another conversation. I mean, legitimately knowing the devils, they could come out and lose to, you know, the blue jackets and then go ahead and whoop Dallas and whoop Vegas and whoop Carolina, you know, and and we'll be having this conversation a week. Oh my God, they're so good. Look at these great teams they beat. And then, you know, they're going to shit the bed against another flubby team when they're still on the fence and and we're going to be scratching our heads, but a lot of people coming back. So hopefully, the thing that worries me is not the loss to the game. I, I'm fine with that. You know, not fine with it, but you know what? All the things you said, nothing that you said is untrue. You're 100% right. Sure, there's plenty of time. The thing that worries me the most is all these shit that started coming out about Lindy Ruff and Alex Holtz. That's the shit that's really bothering me. Because, like, that's the shit that The train's going off the track. Yeah, that's the shit that says things are about to get a little bit worse. Guys, buckle up. It could be just a misunderstanding blown up by, let's face it, tons of reverberating social media shit. I saw it on three different platforms, and two of which I don't normally even check. It just popped up. Well, do you think that that's – I mean, I hope that that's it. That's what I'm hoping, man, because it does seem like it it explains a lot. And that's why I don't want to buy into it, but it really does explain a lot. Like it's just too much inconsistency and and lack of effort to not have a communication personality problem. And that's starting to be the story. Yeah, and the the biggest reason why I think there is some smoke there is how he snapped at the reporter when he was asked that. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, that that should have just been, like, look, Alexander Holtz knows where I'm coming from. He knows why we do things that we do here. That's between me, him, and not you guys. You know, just he understands there's a reason why, you know, whatever. And you back the kid up. You don't throw him under the bus. Oh, I know that reporter's an asshole, and that's why. Yeah, you know, maybe. But he goes so quick on the defensive and snaps at the reporter and then throws Alex Holtz under the bus. Like, 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 you know, you touched a nerve there. Looked a little unhinged, yeah. Yeah. Professional coaches. And maybe this guy asks that question all the time, and he's, you know, Mm a huge Holtz guy or whatever. But still, you're you're dead right. That's that's how it should have been handled. And that's the biggest takeaway I get from this. That was cringeworthy. I'm like, hey, something is – wrong now something just doesn't feel right yeah Uh, this is not about hard lessons for a kid learning to play and uh, some of our fans will listen to us and probably argue straight up that nope this is exactly what the kid needs coach is doing absolutely the best i think there's a world in it where Um, it's what the coach needs but not what the i mean what the player needs best in his career but not what the team needs you know what i mean like i'm not even saying the benching is wrong and probably a young guy coming up should have a, a firmer hand by a coach if he wants to have a good long career and learn the ropes. I mean, they, everybody has that story. If you talk to, to old players, is that one coach who, like, you know, form them. But I, you're not running the team well. It's the whole team doing this. And right. it, instead, it just looks like a weird way of handling the situation on, his, on Lindy's part. That's what doesn't make sense to me. You think, like, he's just going to bed at night, just praying to the hockey gods, like, Jack – I know that you can't hear me, but if there's some way you can, can you just get back a little bit quicker than yep. maybe you might have normally? Because I really want to keep my job, and you might be the only way that I can. I'm worried. Thank that he's you, gonna Amen. Attack, 
Alex Holtz take out his shoulder and try to bring it to Jack to have it like. <laughs> Jack, Jack, look, I, I, I fixed your shoulder. Here, yeah, just put this on. Bleeding out without a shoulder. Don't go away anymore. Yeah. Coach, where'd oh. you get that? Don't worry about it, Jack. Just, just stick it on your arm. You're good. Just, just, come on. Just get the he's old one gonna, off, the new one on. He's sacrificing some kind of weird ritual where this, his spirit is supposed to be uh, absorbed in Jack's shoulder. It might be the uh, only saving <laughs> Jack's shoulder. Yeah, just the spirit goes and just <laughs> fixes Jack's shoulder. Like he's got to just kill people to keep Jack's shoulder healthy for the rest of the season. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. Yeah. You could be a serial killer by hockey player by night, serial killer by night, night. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. Sudden death, we'll call it. Oh, wait, that was already taken by a horrible movie. Oh, yeah. Well, this sudden death, too. Yeah, sudden death too, <laughs> except it has nothing to do with a bomb going off in an arena. Instead, it's about, what are we talking about? Human a bomb going off in a different empire. arena. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's um, satanic worship and yeah. sacrifice. Not sure if it's human sacrifice or animals or reptiles or mineral. I don't know. But we're going to do that, and then that mm-hmm. spirit will make Jack's shoulder. Yep. What is it? What does it do? Yeah. The shoulder? The shoulder right now is made of crystal. And we're going to try to improve that. Something more resilient. Unbelievable. Ah, that's you know, that's the only that's a good screen name. Got. Anybody's looking for a screen name. Jack's crystal shoulder. Yep. You could do that. I like it. Glass shoulder. Jack's glass shoulder, yeah. <laughs> I hope not. I yeah, hope, let's I really hope, hope that it doesn't get stuck in the door yeah, at the I don't know All-Star what game. Do, by the way. They said upper body officially. It could have been anything. It could have been a nipple. And I'm still not buying that it's a nipple. I know you keep going to that. I'm not buying it's a nipple. I think it's the best possible injury you can have as a hockey player. It's really not functional at all. That's true. Not during the game, at least. I guess the only reasonable way to explain that is upper body injury. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know if you can put odds on uh, what what exactly is Jack's upper body injury. Nipple, shoulder, wrist. I've heard them all. Uh, if you do want to put some action on that, uh, you can do that on DraftKings because we know that hockey games move fast, but DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice this week. New customers can bet five bucks and get two. And do you think they listen to these? Nobody does. Nobody does. I'm not. Guys, you've can. heard it, right? Uh, yeah, crown is yours. NHL, yeah. copyright, gambling problem. You know who Cut it out. We're good. <laughs> All right, moving on. So, Bob, you are Mr. Optimistic, and we love you for that. I didn't think we were supposed to give his real last name. (laughs) Are we sure we're not going to start this show over? (laughs) Can you imagine doing this shit again? I got to say, from a flow standpoint... Yeah, at this point, we would have to cancel the night because just That's nobody's true. doing this over again. We're just kind of going with it, Bob. We're just having mm-hmm. fun. That's mm-hmm. it. Why? Well, I mean, really, it's a Thursday night. It's freezing freaking cold out. We're about to get dumped on snow. Devils aren't playing. Played like School's shit yesterday. What else are you going to do than sit around mm-hmm. with your friends and bitch about your favorite hockey team? Yep. That's right. Yeah. But speaking of which, though, you really are Mr. Optimistic, though. And you, you do believe, though. Or do you believe that they are going to do what you said, maybe lose to Columbus, but go on that run? Like, you see that coming? 
I honestly don't think they're going to lose to Columbus. Um, I, I can't fathom having like these like two stinkers like that back to back. So mm-hmm. no, I think they're going to beat Columbus because they should. But, I can give you two words of why you should think that they are probably going to lose to Columbus. Okay. Vitek, Vanacek. Oh, I did forget about that. <laughs> uh, I would play Dawes twice. Just when so, you uh, thought things couldn't get worse, <laughs> yeah, right? We had to talk about that. goalies. All right, so let's go on and say they do lose, and now the sky is completely falling. Um, it still would not surprise me to win two out of three against the next three teams. But then you got Tampa lurking. They're no cakewalk either. It's just, you know, the only thing like- that's really keeping me positive right now is just the sheer math of it all. Yeah, I mean, because nobody's running away with it. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, they still have it. Uh, and everybody is going to go through a rough strat- stretch. You know, every team's going to go through this. Um, you know, we've just been going through it probably a little bit longer. Uh, the injuries, I think, you know, hopefully Timo can kind of get into a bit of a more of a groove now. I mean, just one game back. But, you know, they have all the pieces. That's the thing that's so frustrating. And why exactly. at the end you kind of have to always go back to the coaching staff when, you know, this is what it's about. Because, you know, now now we're seeing this rift, and if it is a rift, it probably is a rift, and then things can get worse, and then, you know, I, that just can spiral into a fucking season that could have been. And then, uh, you know, I really just hope that, you know, we are all, anybody, you know, anybody in the media writing about all this and the Alex Holt stuff, I really hope that we are just blowing it out of proportion. Well, I think that it, it's because it's been going on for so long. There's never really been a time this season where all cylinders were firing, um, where you know an injury hasn't come up, where an inconsistent stretch hasn't come up, and we've had times where we got very excited looking at you know realistically looking back at like a two week window and. There were some shitty losses in there, but maybe some good ones. And, you know, getting, you know, eight out of 12 points, like everything was kind of pointing positive. But I think for me, it's it's momentum. I, I don't feel like there's been momentum since day one. Nothing that really feels like tangible that we're about to. A couple of times on the show, we said, I feel like we're about to take off, but we didn't really feel like, okay, they're lifting off right now. So it's just, for me, that's the most frustrating part. I think... In all honesty, if they hadn't done as well as they did last year and they were just constantly, slowly rebuilding, I would be just probably a lot more accepting of where they are. At least that's what I say now. But I'd probably also still look at the roster and say, no, this doesn't make any sense. That's where you have to go. I mean, you have to look at the roster. And at some point, is Tom Fitzgerald, you know, sitting back saying, look, what I put this, I put everything out there. I gave this, you know, coaching staff, I gave it everything except, except goal, except goaltending. I didn't give them that. They maybe they didn't ask for it. I don't know. There were some people like me and you and you talking about that they should get it, but uh, they didn't, but everything else he laid out for him, he gave them a great team. Why are they not meshing? What is it about this team? That's just not clicking. I mean, I just don't get it. Yeah. And you know, especially now for what it's worth. Again, we can say small sample size all you want. Dawes is flat out an improvement of where we've been. Yes. And so if they were, to, if, if their offensive capabilities were anywhere near, they should be um, with the way Dawes is playing. We're doing, just, we're doing way better. Just where they were, you know, like the whole first quarter of the season up to maybe a half, the whole full, full half of the season, all we bitched about was team defense and goaltending. Well, the last few, you know, last little stretch here, last few weeks, we've 
you know, the team defense has been a hell of a lot better. Our goaltending since Dawes has been here has been improved. Now we can't score a goal. Right. It's like, Jesus Christ, just can't put it all together. No. You know? Just, just can't put it all together. And there were definitely, say, you know, he still gave up three goals. So, you know, you're going to see that. But there were legit saves I watched. And I said something we said on the show a couple of times, like that would have got past our other two goaltenders. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, this game's 4 nothing before we even get that double minor. So um, I, I just really think Dawes has done a great job. This, these are the things that are supposed to like galvanize a team, right? You, you, you see that and you get energy from that and you go out and then you look up at the, you know, the schedule and say, oh my gosh, we're there. This is it. We own this. We win, we're in. I know it's not the last game of the year, but we win, we're in. And then you come out and just kind of shit like that. So uh, that's the yeah. disappointing part. Yeah. Dan, anything that you want to add, sir? No, I, I, I think Bobby has a great point. There is reason to be optimistic. It's very possible, and we have a lot of time left. Things could come together. This could be the low point of the season. So, you know, I'm I'm going to say he's got – you know, there's a reason for Devils fans to keep the faith and, yeah, be annoyed, let it out, get, you know, just like us, bitch a little bit. The team definitely deserves it. But you know what? I'm not going to just turn them off for the season at this point and go, oh, you guys don't have – there's a lot of season left to play. We could see, we could bear witnesses witness to some really amazing things and they could turn it around and start becoming that, you know, dynastic team even right before our eyes. So uh, they got my attention, even though I am disappointed, you know, uh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Just like Bobby said, good name for yeah. the episode. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, everybody says like a team needs to lose before they win and, you know, it's usually a crushing playoff loss and everything. I, I think a season like this can do more good than bad. It'll do you know maybe more good than a losing in the first or second round of a playoff to a young team? Like they're they had high aspirations. They are falling well short of that. Like this is going to test the metal of this team, the leaders on this team, the leaders in this dressing room, uh, in that locker room rather than behind the bench, and the management of this team. And we're going to really see what we have. Like do. Was last year just a figment of our imagination and some fucking unicorn that sprung up out of nowhere? Maybe this team just really isn't that good. Maybe this team needs a lot more work than we thought. Um, you know, who knows? Uh, I I don't think that's the case. I think they are that good, and I think they can and probably will get on some stretch where they'll be the hottest team in the NHL. Um, I just get worried. You know, that, But like I said, the thing that kind of lingers is you know now about the locker room. Are they as tight as they should? Because you're right. The Dawes thing, like that is such a punch in the arm, right? A, a hot goalie coming in, making big saves where you didn't have it before. You know, look at yeah, St. Yeah. Louis when Bennington came in. Yeah, you know, look at uh, Seattle when uh, Joey McCord, uh, Decord came in. Like Nico Dawes has given you that kind of performance. Like, yep. you're fucking letting him down, especially how, that freaking third what goal. What is getting in the way of that? <laughs> These it. stupid mistakes are killing this team. Like they are yeah. so undisciplined. Like, you know, you see so many teams that they, even at a two, two, that main mindset, five minutes left is lock it down, the get the point yeah. and go in the overtime. And if you give it up, you're giving it up to a team below in the standings, but you go for it. But, but you, you know, let's be fair to Lindy here. Cause uh, I think we are all in agreement. We don't like what he's been, what he's been doing, but let's say you're behind the bench, man. You just said it. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. The whole team's letting you down, making these kind of mistakes. You got the team. What are you going to do? I mean, I, he's got to make an example at some point. He's got to be consistent at some point. What do you, I mean, specifically, what would you do with this team right now? 
Yeah. That's- I mean, Ruff was saying it, it was just that kind of trust issue at that point of that game. I think he knew how critical it was to kind of get that next goal. So he was trying to you know, mitigate those who are more likely to make an offensive mistake like that, or sorry, an egregious mistake like that. That's kind of where his philosophy was coming so from. So what's more important, the off chance that your winger is going to make an egregious mistake in the defensive zone or, uh, you know, does that outweigh the fact that he can maybe get you a goal that you desperately need? You know, I'm just saying, you know, I guess. No, his, and, that's, his... and now that's the core of the argument that I think mm-hmm. a lot of the Holt supporters are going to say. That's the that's behind everything. This guy can go out there and get you goals. We're not saying you got to play him 20 minutes a night or anything, but for God's sakes, like four, six isn't doing it. Just put him in the right situations. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's, I mean. For, for all the other rookies that we deal with, it's just very easy to say, you know, let them learn and grow a little bit. Yeah, but, you know, Lindy Ruff last night, he hurt the team. You know, it's very – it's not often that you could say that in in hockey. You know, you could see it a lot in football. You could see it in baseball where a coach, a deliberate move, a deliberate play call, whatever, you know, just fucking hurts the team. Um but Lindy Ruff hurt the team last night. You know, this dude, what's Alex Holtz's scouting report, right? You know, one-timer from top of the circles, friggin' lethal. He gave it to you in spades last night. Boom. Yeah. Beautiful power play goal. Early in the third period. And you play him two more shifts? Like, just because he made a, a an error in, you know, earlier in the game that did not result in a goal? Like, it, it just, it's it's a little mind-numbing. There, there just doesn't seem to be a whole lot of logic there. If I'm going to play devil's advocate, though, like, think about it. We're complaining about something and the attempted solution at that. In other words, the team's playing too loose, and Lindy's saying, I got to make an example. People got to understand not to make that pass, which I think we're all saying that individual play, he is not wrong that it's a bad play. Because I did also, by the way, as a side note, come across a lot of people, and bring this up, saying, oh, that's on ball. He bobbled the pass. And it's like, no, dude, I, here's what I think. I think it's an objectively bad pass to make. You just go up the boards, you know? Uh, so I don't really care that it was, was it was it like saved by ball or not. The whole point is you don't put it in that position. Right. That said, put the whole thing in perspective is, is the, the larger argument the way I see it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't see this this problem with Lindy and Holtz getting much better anytime soon. And I don't know what the answer is that he's just, it sucks because the best trajectory for the team is probably going to leave, you know, Holtz playing in a diminished role no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I hope it never gets to the point of a, you know, one of them has to go kind of thing, because I think like, unless you're seriously going to get a lot back for Alex Holtz, I don't, <laughs> I don't want Lindy rough over Alex Holtz. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I'm not, that's exactly, I don't like the decision there. I don't, but you know, I'm, again, I just keep going back to let's be fair about it. What do you want to do with this team? Or are we saying that we don't have a good answer? Does that say that honestly, it has been such a gradual problem that it's so widespread now that 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 it's you can't fix this season? Like that's what I'm leading up to. That's why this question keeps popping right. up in my head because it's like really the question of doom with this team. Like, yes, is this team too far gone? Is is it? possible to save this team from the mistakes they're making i think a lot of us feel like no dude it has to be there's are great players we just got to get something to reset us but you know you're right we've had something you got you know dawes giving you a shot in the arm that's exactly how you put yeah, it that you're 100 right and 41 that has games not... is plenty of time to do that right? but so was 61 
Yeah. 75, yeah. like the writing's been on the wall for a really long time. That's so it. That's, that's the concerning part. Of Eventually, it. you just run out of time. Right. Yeah. Eventually, you do. So you do need to figure out. Now, I'll give you a little bit of that optimism you were looking for, though. All right. Okay. At exactly halfway through the season, with the points the Devils had, if they played the exact same garbage way to the end of the year, that's 94 points. Right, right. So if they do just three more wins than the garbage they played the first half, that's 100 points. Now, 100 points amazing. isn't what it used to be. True. It should My- be enough. Should you be enough, I mean? and it's an objectively impressive number, even in you know our crowded area. You know, and that's my hope. You 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 can't. I cannot believe that the next forty-one or forty at this point, right, will be as bad. I have to feel there's going to be some improvement, even if it's marginal, in three to four games, three to four wins. I don't want to believe it. Time losses. I wish I was w- with you and I couldn't believe it because I can, <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> it at least. And I, I understand that it's, it just doesn't seem that likely. So I hope you're right. I did yeah. hear a stat today that shocked me. I don't know exactly what it is, but <laughs> I don't know. No. I mean, I don't know the, the exact number. It was something that says like three out of four people impressed by stats are gay. <laughs> Nico Heischer has 63 shots on goal. So far okay. this year, I believe, in 42 games, if I read that, or 36 games, right? It's like two shots a game uh-huh. he's averaging. And I don't know why that stopped me. Whoever put it on, on X, um, good for you, because I totally forgot what it was. But it is kind of staggering when you look at just something like that in itself. There's so much that he brings. Why is that so low? Yeah, that's is true. it him changing? Is he more defensive? I remember a lot of people talking about um, – that they felt that Ruff was turning Heischer into a third-line checking center. Right. I didn't believe it, but when you look at kind of a microstat like this, was there some legs to it? I don't know, but it is kind of eye-opening that a player of his caliber is shooting at that low of a clip. You know, here's the thing, though. He has had some chances up nice and close by the net, and I'm thinking back to, like, really true defensive checking uh, devils that we've had. Um you know, in former systems and stuff, you know how it is. Unless they had a clear shot at the net, you you wouldn't find them there. They're they're never near the net. And he he sure still at least in our system is getting chances where he is driving to the net and doing those things. And the percentage he's scoring at, I don't even know if I can blame his usage or not. You know, I, that's tough. That's a tough call. I would say I could if no, dude, they got him. Like he's he never goes in much past the blue line. You see what he's doing. They got him a total defensive checking. No way he's going to score. He doesn't even get to sniff the net anymore. But I don't think that's what we're seeing. I mean, what do you think? What could be the actual usage of him that result in a lower percentage scoring? Uh, I mean, I kind of see. I I don't think that you would take because even like you know our our best forward the defensive forward still got in front of the net they were still guys like john madden that made a freaking living there you know i mean he wasn't you know so defensive like i i see where they're saying like he's not the offensive guy um that he was when or at least maybe that we all thought he was and you know maybe led it up to in the beginning of his his uh career but i think he's so good defensively that that's just kind of the role he takes like i think right. he's more concerned about his defensive play than his offensive play. And maybe that's who he is, you know, and, and, you know, maybe that's just it. Maybe it is something Lindy's tinkering with, but I don't think that Nico Heischer is ever going to be a consistent 30 goal scorer. You know, he's going to be the kind of guy that's going to give you, you know, what you hope him to be, you know, 20 to 
25 goals a year, you know, 70-point guy, 75-point guy, a lot of assists, a guy that comes up huge in the playoffs, you know, and, and leads this team. Do you think team. it's a, re- a result of uh, his captaincy maybe too? Like in other words, you know, if you're a captain, you want to contribute and you just feel like you don't have the offensive magic that night. Do you ever feel like maybe some of those guys lean on the effort that is easier to manifest, you know, like with, uh, you know, hard work, and get defensive results where hard work and scoring doesn't always happen as easily. Well, I think he does lead by that example. He does work his ass off and that's how he wants his team to play. And I think that is part of it. If this team was a very responsible defensively and we had more guys that can do that job, then he might be a little bit more offensive. Maybe that's increased this year to last year, or, you know, maybe that's the whole point of that stat, Bob. Well, look how much weaker we look defensively. Like we actually need him to play the way he plays because, you know, I, I, you know, he's helping this team, doing that whether that's on him whether that's on rough i think it's a good thing yeah i think it's another one of those kind of microcosms of the whole season like i don't i don't have any problem the way nico heischer's playing i think he's proven that we need him in, in the way he plays but maybe he is altering his game slightly more because of all the problems the team's been having in general right because i, I like i said i'm fine with the way he's playing but he is projecting right now to have 40 points that's not exactly what we thought we'd get out of our one two center spot you know so something has definitely changed but again it could be kind of an in-game in-season Nico Heischer saying this is what I have to do right now to keep the goals off the board to give us a chance to win where last year we had a little more cushion so if we're up by a goal he can go for the you know try to be a little more offensive so I'm not concerned with him I don't think he's at all the problem this team I could pick 10 other guys that are way more of the problem absolutely it just it is interesting especially um, he's got the f down you know but he almost never else. has no energy he's just working hard all the time it did bring out a conversation where we have already addressed a couple of reasons why so it is a good talking point but um there's probably not much more behind it than just what's going on this season yeah i mean underperforming he i i think like what you guys just said like that's probably the last guy you want to go pointing at you know right. for underperforming on this team you know yeah. I mean, there's, there's a whole lot of guys that... Well, that reminds me of something watching the game that I wanted to bring up. I feel like when certain players are out of the lineup and I'm watching that game, there's one guy that I want to look to to drive the offense and make things happen to be our offensive star when Jack's not on. And Timo's not that guy anyway. He's a different type of player. And his name is Jesper Bratt. Mm-hmm. And I'm Who? watching him, Jesper Bratt. I remember Just, him. Yeah. He played with us. Little guy, he plays on the team. What he was trying last night, like his wheels were going, but what he's been doing lately is he Oh, Jesper Bratt. Yes. I got him. Yes. He does. Okay. He always comes down the wing. He's got this great little tricky move right between his legs and he tries to fake out the defender. But every time he does it, he's already coming too wide for the net and he can't get off a shot. So yep. it's not like he's not driving. It's just it's just not clicking. And I think when Jack's not on the team, like he should be the number one guy that's really pushing that offense. So it looks fancy as hell, but I've noticed that the last few games, he keeps driving way too far on the outside. He can never come in and make the shot on time. Yeah. He doesn't take anything away from his talent. I just really wanted to see him take over that game. His execution sometimes isn't that great. He had a breakaway and he flubbed. Um, but, you know, yeah, he should be, you know, Leon Drysaddle doesn't go away when Connor McDavid misses a game, you know, and no. that's how it should be. You know, this guy should be saying, "All right, now it's all on me, and I'm going to do it." And he yeah. doesn't. And guys his like Michael, so in and, his head, you know, yeah, it's it's and, all in his head because when he's so streaky, right? Like when he gets good, 
you see like, oh my God, this guy's like so on fire lately and he can do anything. So that, you know, like his, his thing is all in his head, uh, you know, developing any kind of consistency. He's a phenomenal uh, talent. It's just, that's all the more reason why I want to see him like take over this team. What if Jack Hughes was out for the year? Like, do you know who he are reminds a $9 million me winger. Let's go. Do you know this, this way that he plays this off again, on again shit, um, he really reminds me of a dude that had all the talent in the world and did have some great years. But when he was with us, especially he built shit like this with Stefan Riche. Like they're very similar. Like I remember like being like, you know, I know he had some good playoffs and stuff, but during the regular yeah. season for us, there were times that he would just completely disappear. You forget he's on the team. And that's kind of how I feel with Jesper Bratt sometimes. Like yeah. he's just, but th- this should be, you know, he should be the guy putting the team on his back. And we really don't have anybody to do that. And then yeah. we get guys that overcompensate, like Michael McLeod, who tries to do everything. And you know, he's. If there's one it. guy though, I could send to a sports psychologist on the team to just take a shot, see if this guy can get me, you know, unlocked somehow. It'd be Jesper Bratt because yeah. he he's never been without his tools. You know, he's just like. All the skill in the world. Not he's still sometimes. he's he's right on his normal pace to get his eighty plus ninety points. Like yeah, he's but, right there. But it's it doesn't ever seem to be like when we need him. Do you know you what to go out and do you know, know what done. I would be thinking if I were Jesper Bratt this season? Cha-ching. I would the only thing I would be thinking is <laughs> what'd you say? Cha ching? Yeah. No, the yeah. after that, the only thing I'd be thinking is, yeah, do you think Jack Hughes is gonna be the first New Jersey devil with hundred points? Fuck that. He's missing all this time. I'm going to go fucking score 100 points. And he has it all the fucking, you know, he could do it. He could be that guy. But he he's, just disappears. He should be a 100 goal, 100 actually, point guy. Actually, what did guy. I say? He, he's been average. He got two straight years of like 75, wasn't it? 75 like, or 77, yeah, yeah so something he, like that. Again, on pace doesn't mean everything, but he's on pace for like 88. Yeah. but he's a could, good season, but yet he still seems to disappear. He should be a 100 point guy. For with sure. the talent that he has, absolutely. Dan, do you not agree with that? I, no, I do. He's got an amazing amount of talent. I just wonder about his motivations because you're talking about it like, oh, you know, he should be thinking right now, this is my opportunity. You know what, dude? I don't think he thinks that way. As I, he probably individual. doesn't. That would be what I would and be thinking. I have thinking. no idea. He might be thinking like, what's the next crazy exotic sports car I'm going to get? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to see what Bugatti has. I keep hearing about Bugatti. Uh, yeah, that's my, probably more like thinking, it. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, that. Should I get that extra Rolex Rolex watch? I saw. Yeah, I should get that. That's what I think he's thinking right now. Yeah. But maybe I'm totally underestimating his drive. It's just that's what I'm questioning with Jesper because he's got all the skill in the world, and he's even got amazing, great hockey vision. So like something is holding him up, and that's why I, I would love to like get a real so you, psychoanalysis workup. Is it just he's made his decision and he doesn't want to work this hard, or is there something like psychologically holding him back? I just, I don't know what it is. See, that's not what I saw. I saw him working hard. That's, that's the point. Like I do see him, maybe it's just the execution at the end. He is pushing it. Maybe, you know, like remember when Miles Wood had to like rein it back a mile per hour or two yeah. to actually start okay. performing. Maybe Jesper's got to do the same thing because he's so quick and slick going down the wing. He's just not putting himself in the position to score after all that effort. He, I sense a lot of frustration in his game. Yeah. yeah. I sense a lot of frustration in a lot of guys' games, and yeah. that's another problem. You know, and I know you know that they're getting frustrated when every chance Bryce Salvador gets to tell you how yeah they got their heads up on the bench like they you know there's they're not right. down here like you know that probably shit's not that great. There's um, tension. Yeah, there's a lot of tension. 
Yeah, there is. And, you know, I don't know where this thing's going to end. Maybe they'll pull it together. Maybe they'll go on a little bit of a, a hot streak and Jack will maybe, come back. Maybe we'll and, never stop bitching. Maybe that's or what. maybe, yeah, maybe we're going to, three weeks from now, <laughs> Lindy Ruff will be gone. We'll have a new head coach and the locker room's in disarray and we're getting rid of all of our UFAs, you know, maybe. <laughs> I oh think that, and I don't, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't want a coach to get fired or anything like that, but I think that any big move is needed right now. Like, wow, that's whatever that I feel is, like, that's like a question that's been hanging I know, for a while, a little bit. Solid defenseman, or you just brought it up. I mean, do you something. do you think that is that what you're saying? Like right now, like I don't, I, I do. Like I said, I, I believe the they needs. will do enough to get into the playoffs. I just don't believe that they are a Stanley Cup caliber team, even if they make the playoffs. But at this point, it's so middling. Like, I just, I feel like. No, but the question is, do you think they should fire Lindy Ruff? Yeah, you brought that up, you know? Like, I do, do you not. think that's a move? Okay, so you're saying don't don't no. turn that stone over yet? Uh, that's correct. Again, I think they've been building this system. But but you just says, say that it's, like, worth it. If, if it, you have I'm to turn it over before team. the season times out. Is that what you're saying? Like, at what point would you say, like, look, dude. We're, this is our last card to play, and we need to play this hand this this season. I don't know that that'd be the hand I play. To be honest with you, I think that's an off season decision. Um, okay, I'm, gotcha. Okay, the point I was trying to make is a something big has to happen to galvanize the team. We already thought maybe it could be Dawes coming in and you know throwing his body around and making some great saves, but <laughs> I don't think that's enough. Hey, fellas, I'm here. <laughs> Just swinging it on in in the locker room. <laughs> Guys, check this out. Who wants to jump rope? <laughs> yeah, finish your point. It's gone. I think I did. <laughs> All right. I think we're going to finish up. Um, so, Devils are done. They're in disarray. They should sell everything off, trade everybody. The season's fucking down the toilet. That's what you got. Or win two straight games. We'll be anointing them Stanley Cup champions. Right. Look, man, this is that's again, it goes to just that's why it's so frustrating. Like, come on, man, you guys can be one of the best teams in this, this league. Is the uh, beauty of being uh, a Devils fan 2023, yes. 24. Yeah. yeah, like stop with the bullshit. Like if, if you're if you're a Montreal Canadian fan right now, right, you're sitting there and you're talking about how, you know, yeah, we need some pieces, right? We need to grow here. We need to get better here. Like, no, we don't need that. Like, yeah, listen. We're saying we all agree they do need to get themselves a good, solid defenseman. But at a, every other piece is there. Whatever. And and, and and the pieces that are there right now can win games, especially against the fucking Canadians and the well, Blue yeah, Jackets. you're talking like the, Montreal's playing with house money, right? Like, we're not yeah. supposed to be this close. Oh, there's a lot of teams like, with fewer go. pieces playing way better than us. Yeah, like, like this, is, this is fucking deeper. This is just guys that should know better, that just sometimes play like they don't give a fuck or play like they completely forgot how to fucking play. Um, you know, and you can make and, a strong argument that we're the most underperforming team in the NHL so far. You know, we're one of them, and that's I, for sure. I know and, some teams are having worse seasons, but I, I think when you look at potential versus what we've actually achieved, we are up there in the top yeah. five at yes. least. Maybe, yeah, now, maybe the number one. I don't know. Now, oh boy, you know, you can really start thinking about when you start looking into things. I know we're going to wrap it up, and I just want to like say, like, when you start thinking about this team, right, and you start thinking about just a couple of things about whether or not this locker room is functioning as a cohesive unit or not and things like that, and you kind of start – I started thinking, like, Luke Hughes' play the last few games has kind of been below Luke Hughes' standard. 
you know, with just making some really mis- dumb mistakes that he really wasn't making a whole lot earlier in, in this year. Like, what's going on? Like, I don't want to say it, but, like, to me, like, that's the shit that, like, you start seeing. And just other guys just start fucking not just forgetting how to play. Like, if, hey, you know. Seems uh, contagious. Yeah, it gets it, that's exactly it. That's what I, I was trying to, yes, that's the word I, think I was looking Luke for. Luke is more and more trying to put the team on his back more than he maybe can right now. And I think he's just a gamer. He's just, I think he's like the way some of the mistakes he's making, losing the puck, he's, he's over skating. Like, he's, right. He's trying to, you know he's I mean? just swinging. Uh, like he knows like, what his role you know, is. Trying real hard, but just not connecting, not yeah. thinking ahead and, and, you know, yes. not part the of guy's a, a sick and he unit. leads the team in, in minutes and he does get, you know, the power play goal and he's got a great shot and all that. And I just think he's the, the more he's in the league, the more he's like, I can do this. I can be the I, guy. I, but you he know, just, he also needs to be a little more seasoned. Right. And, you know, he should be getting, you know, it should not be falling on Luke Hughes. He should be on that blue system. line. Yeah. Exactly. That's my point. If, if that's the case, then, you know, this is where I get it. Hamilton's not there. Stephen Dahl's not. But Marino, all year. And let's not, you know, we're let's not all have like revisionist history and start saying that Dougie Hamilton was the linchpin of this defense when he was on this team. Oh, no. Yeah, because, no. yeah, he, he was, was a great year, came no. with liabilities. Yeah. And yeah. I, we accepted that, uh, but we knew that you know, he was going to be a liability. We did express concern that, oh my God, you know, with all these young guys coming up, Dougie Hamilton it comes with liabilities. That's a lot of liabilities. You know, like we knew we were going to get with him, but you know, like there's these guys we did expect way more solid defense from Siegenthaler. And I'm going to say Marino. I mean, Marino, I thought was going to be our rock. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not sure who our worst defenseman is, but he is my most underperforming versus expectations. Yeah. I did not expect the best possible defense from Hamilton or from the young guys. Um, and even Siegenthaler, I was always a little iffy. You know, he, he gave me a choice between keeping Siegenthaler and Graves if that was the option and, you know, adding up who plays what side and everything. I would have definitely took Graves. Um, so Siegenthaler was not like the best on uh, anyway, but it's, it's Marino because he was so great last year. Yeah. He He did not make a bad move with that puck, almost never. This year, he seems lost. As much as we're saying Luke Hughes is a kid and he needs to be seasoned, you're right. But you know who also looks like he's on his heels just swinging, like, I don't know what's happening right now, but I'm trying and I'm making mistakes. It looks like John Marino's doing that too. So that tells you a lot when you got guys who performed with this team as recently as last year looking like totally different people. And I think Marino is one of a few guys you got to see, and they look totally different. So what's in common? I mean – I don't know. It's a whole host of factors, but at the, I think at the hub of it all is is Lindy Ruff. You know, so he's got to like you know bear responsibility here. Defensive coaching system involves other personnel, and I'm honestly not even sure what we're doing there. But I don't like it. They cut down these stupid ass mistakes on defense. They have been playing better on the team defense. True. The forwards have been, been playing better. Uh, you know, and if they can figure this freaking goal thing out, like they did in the beginning of the year, where they were scoring at will. You know, they'll be fine, though. But it's good. The problem, again, just lies in, you know, leadership. I'm with you on that, Dan. It's all in leadership. It's You're going to see what kind of coach Lindy Ruff is in the next couple of weeks just by how this team plays out there. And you're going to see what kind of puckers you have on Saturday night based on these next two games. It's a good oh, yeah, point. We do go back and forth every other game. We rise and fall with this team. Like, I think a lot of fans. Yes. Yeah, we do. I think a lot of fans now are just kind of looking at the – long like looking a little bit further down and just saying that like without consistency 
there's just no way of getting there. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I think that's kind of the reality of it now. Like it's, it just comes down to, yeah, you can do it, but you got to start putting it together now because you just, you're going to run out of time. You know, you don't want to be like the Buffalo Sabres missed by one fucking point, you know, and have to live with that all off season. I think of how so, many different games we can point to if that's the case. Oh God, that's, that's a, Freaking two it's weeks worth of shows part, right, right there. Yeah. Yep. We got our summer booked up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So we're going to wrap it up wherever you're checking us out. And if you happen to stay with us for the 63 minutes. See you, doctor. Get, get a life. Um, <laughs> and we thank you. And uh, give us a positive review, a positive comment, whatever. Five-star rating. Prayers. Like, subscribe. Firstborn. See mm-hmm. you when we see you. Hook is out. Oh, sad bye byes. I love this part of the podcast. I love it. It's over, Johnny.